to head on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. Hello and welcome back to Stateside Soccer Show, part of the Stoppage Time Soccer Show uh, network. Uh, my name is Jordan Wiegand, and we're going to be going over the uh, we're going to be going over the U.S. Men's National Team roster that was released for the friendlies. We are going to be going over the <clears throat> um, MLS weekend that was last weekend and the midweek games that just happened for some of the teams. And then we're going to look ahead to Season Day, which is Sunday, November 8th. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get right into it here. Uh, we also have some other news that we'll get into. All right. Uh, so one of the first games that happened uh, was Saturday on October 31st at 3.30, and that was FC Dallas versus Houston Dynamo. 19 minutes in, Franco Daniel Yara or Jara scores to make it 1-0. 27 minutes in, it's Pico, uh, Fafa Pico scores, former Union player, to make it 2-0. And then right at the 90th minute, Fafa Pico scores another one to make it uh, 3-0. Not much to really say there, except for Dynamo is in really bad form. <clears throat> they lost against Miami. They lost against Nashville. They drew against Minnesota, drew against the crew, lost against LAFC, and now lost against FC Dallas. So it was a, it's been a tough stretch for Todd Ramos and his Houston Dynamo. Moving on to Nashville SC. One, Chicago Fire. One, Daniel Rios scores for Nashville make it 1-0 28 minutes in, and then Boris Sekulik scores 42 minutes in for the Chicago Fire, and that's how the game finished out, but Nashville continuing their good form recently, they only have one loss in their last six matches, that was against SKC, they beat the Dynamo, they beat Dallas, they drew against the Revs, beat Impact, and now drew with the Fire. And, uh, you know, qualifying for the playoffs currently. So, good on them. Uh, on Saturday, uh, sorry, non Sunday, November 1st, we had the Columbus Crew versus the Philadelphia Union. Uh, Eloy Room was player of the match for Columbus Crew. Uh, 37 minutes in, Archer scores for the Crew. 
over the Union. Then we get a penalty. Uh, Montero steps up to convert that for Philadelphia Union to make it 1-1. Then Christian Nemeth, former SKC player, scores 84 minutes in to make it 2-1. And uh, this is what I was talking about. This is going to be problems for the Philadelphia Union with... um, with Andre, Bake, uh, <clears throat> Andre Blake out of the season so far. I haven't. I don't think there's been much more updates than that. That uh, I mean, maybe he can come back a little sooner, but I'm thinking he's mostly out for the rest of the uh, rest of the season. And uh, you know, Bendick used to be a really reliable goalkeeper. He didn't look so hot in this match. Obviously, the Union did very well. When we look at the stats, 22 shots for Philly over the seven shots of the Columbus crew, uh, but only one goal for the Union, and it came off a penalty. So they couldn't get past Room. Room played fantastic, though. So while you can say that the Union should have converted their chances, really Room played very, very well in goalkeeper, uh, and that was the difference, really. Uh, you know, I, I really feel like uh, on the second goal there with Nemeth, I think that was... Um, really, Bendik probably should have had that one. And it comes to this problem now, do you put Bendik in on decision day when a supporter shield spot is on the line? The first silverware for the Philadelphia Union is on the line. We've been through this before. As a Philadelphia Union fan, I have been in the stadium twice in U.S. Open Cup Finals, the two that we've had uh, at uh, Subaru Park. Losing to SKC, losing to Seattle Sounders uh, in those matches, and then losing against Houston uh, when we went to Houston for like what three in a, was that three in a row or three out of four that we made it there at that time, <clears throat> and now we have a chance for our first trophy. Now you cannot fold. You cannot have that collapse where you are now favorites for the Supporter Shield two weeks in a row. And not be able to cross that line. And Bendik, uh, who knows? Is is he going to be the right man for it? You know, Freeze uh, for, from uh, the Philadelphia Union 2 squad. Uh, some people are calling for him to start. Of course, people look at the issue there that he's given up a lot of goals in the USL. But the argument is, while he's given up a bunch of goals in the U- in the USL, he doesn't have uh, you know the the starting defense that the Philadelphia Union has, which is one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, he didn't you know he's playing in a lot of uh, with a lot of young players in front of him, so maybe that's the decision. We'll, I, we'll, I guess we'll see. And uh, when I come on here, probably Monday or Tuesday, recapping the decision day and see exactly how that worked out. Um, Atlanta United, 2, FC Cincinnati, nil. So Atlanta United kind of getting back in the groove here. Adam Yan scores to make it 1-0, 8 minutes in. 26 minutes in, Marcelino Moreno scores a penalty to make it 2-0. Getting kind of on the right foot here. They, they had a really bad run of form when you look at Atlanta in the last five matches before this game. A loss to the Red Bulls. A draw to Miami, who's not been overall very well this year a loss to Toronto a loss to DC a loss to Orlando so to be able to pick up some points against FC Cincinnati which is again not really a great team but you need to be able to pick up these points when you can 
And, uh, I mean, when you look at Cincinnati, they lost against Toronto. They win against Columbus. They lost against D.C., lost against Minnesota, lost against SKC. They actually beat a very good team there in, in Columbus a few weeks ago. But uh, not very, not really doing a lot uh, there. Uh, New York City FC 5, New York Red Bulls 2. This happened on Sunday, November 1st. This is the Hudson River Derby. And we got 12 minutes in. Valentin Castellanos scores to make it 1-0. Brian White for the Red Bull scores to make it 1-1 just six minutes later. Then 20 minutes later, Christian Caceres Jr. scores to make it 2-1, assisted by Brian White. And Brian White's goal was assisted by Caceres Jr. So they're kind of feeding each other there. Just four minutes after that, in the 42nd minute, Gary McKay Stevens scores for NYCFC. Then, less than 10 minutes later, 51 minutes in, Alexander Ring scores to make it 3-2. Castellano scores 76 minutes in to make it 4-2. Then he gets a penalty in the 84th minute to convert it to make it 5-2. And he is a hat-trick hero in that match, wins player of the match. Uh, and if we look at the stats, possession was all NYCFC. Total shots was all NYCFC, 18 shots to the 10 for the Red Bulls. So it was a uh, very fun, very good um, um, Hudson River Derby. Uh, Montreal Impact nil, Orlando City 1. Daryl DK scores to make it 1 uh, nil 39 minutes in, and that was the game. Um, Orlando continues their fantastic season they needed a win you know to keep on going here they've kind of started turning a tide here they drew against atlanta they drew against nycfc they drew against red bulls they lost against miami but they beat atlanta and now they've beat montreal and we'll get to their midweek game as well uh which you know continues that trend where they you know sort of very hot mls is back they start out very good after mls is back and now here they are, uh, kind of. They were kind of evening out some, but now they're starting to turn it on when they need to. Uh, New England Revolution four, DC United three. Uh, Twenty-two minutes in, Yamil Assad scores to make it one nil for DC United. Griffin Yao scores just four minutes later to make it two nil. Then we get a missed penalty. For Carlos Gill uh, on uh, New England Revolution, but then that same minute, Adam Buxa scores to make it two-one. Then 54 minutes in, we get a Russell Canoose own goal to make it two-two. Then we get a Teal Bunbury goal to make it three-two uh, in the 67th minute. Then in the 75th, Yelman Rivas uh, scores to make it 70 uh, to make it three-three in the 75th minute. Then Teal Bunbury seals the win. 84 minutes in. To make it uh, four three, and uh, we'll we'll check where they are at in the table. We also have the playoff scenarios as well. Toronto FC wins two one over Inner Miami. Uh, Forty two minutes in, Blaze Matweedy scores to give Philadelphia Union fans the hope uh, here to help them uh, get a little bit easier access to the Supporter Shield. But 55 minutes in, uh, Akinola scores to make it 1-1. One, one. 
And then 84 minutes in, Pozuelo scores a penalty for Toronto to make it 2-1. Then you get the Rapids on Sunday night. Uh, three over the Seattle Sounders, one. Three to one. Uh, 11 minutes in, Shinyashiki scores to make it 1-0. Jordan Morris equalizes 22 minutes in. Uh, then we have a Keegan Rosenberry, former Philadelphia Union uh, right back, uh, makes it to 1. Then we have Cole Bassett, 75 minutes in to make it 3-1. And that is that. And that actually knocked out, I believe, Seattle from the supporter shield contention at that point. Portland Timbers 1, Vancouver Whitecaps nil. We get uh, Yimmy Chara scoring 61 minutes in to make it 1-0, and that was all the goals that were in the game, and that kept Portland in the hunt for the supporter shield at that time. LA Galaxy 2, Real Salt Lake 1. You got Giancarlo Gonzalez scoring 18 minutes in to make it 1-0, assisted by Sebastian Leggett. We'll get to him in a little bit when it comes to the U.S. Men's National Team picture. Uh, Christian Favon scores 65 minutes in to make it 2-0. And then 78 minutes in, Douglas Martinez scores to make it 2-1. Just uh, pulling one back there for Real Salt Lake. Uh, Looking now at Wednesday. This is Wednesday, November 4th. This just happened two days ago. Uh, This is a match that I watched here. It was Orlando City 2, Columbus Crew 1. 27 minutes in, Chris Mueller scores to make it 1-0. Uh, 52 minutes in, Nani is sent off for a red card, uh, for, which for me, and I posted about this on Twitter, is just not a red card. And it seemed to be most of the consensus there. I know Taylor Twelman tweeted as well that he didn't think that was a red card. Uh, it was a, yeah, it was a sliding tackle. Maybe he got some of the player, but uh, when you watch it in full speed, it does not look bad at all. Um. Uh, so I'm, I'm not really sure why. It was originally a yellow card, then VAR changed it to a red, which was ridiculous. Harrison Awful scores just four minutes after that to make it 1-1 for the crew. 84 minutes in, Benji Michelle scores to make it 2-1. And this was a wonderful goal. I did tweet this one out as well if you haven't seen it. Look up the highlights or find us on Twitter at Stateside Show. But there is a... This is a great ball into Benji Michelle who who... Brings this down on the run, getting behind the defense, you know, taking a touch. Like, I forget if he heads it or chests chests it, but he brings it down and gets it past Room, who was the hero uh, in the last match against the Union. Uh, He didn't do, like, anything very terrible, but it does kind of, like, squeak by him a bit. And uh, it was huge for Orlando. It was huge for the Union as well. This actually meant that the Union have qualified for the CONCACAF Champions League. Again, we're going to touch on this season of the CONCACAF Champions League at the end here. But yeah, so it was a a great resolve for Orlando City. That's three wins in a row for them as they're starting to turn that corner and get hot for the postseason. Uh, Minnesota United 2, Chicago Fire 2. I got to see some of this match as well. Robert Barrick scores 17 minutes in to make it 1-0 to the Fire. Then uh, Pineda scores to make it 2-0 for the Fire, 52 minutes in. But then Minnesota United claw back. Jose Aya or Aja scores to make it 2-1. Robin Laud scores to make it 2-2, 80 minutes in. And that's how the match 
finished, and uh, Minnesota United on a good run of form have not lost in their last six matches, so they're doing well there. Nashville SC 0, FC Dallas 1. Ryan's Holland, Ryan Hollingshead is the only goal in this match. It's 19 minutes in. Not much else to talk about here. Portland Timbers nil, Colorado Rapids 1. So Colorado Rapids, two wins in a row against Cascadia teams. Uh, when you're looking at Seattle Sounders, they just beat 3-1 to on the weekend. They beat Portland 1-0 on the midweek. And that goal comes from Kellen Acosta in the 83rd minute to make it 1-0. And that actually knocked Portland Timbers out of Supporter Shield contention. we got kind of a rivalry matchup here. LA Galaxy 1, Seattle Sounders 1. Chicharito scores 1-0 to score his what, second goal of the season. Uh, he did a, a celebration that uh, maybe a little over the top for somebody that's only scored two goals. And then uh, Raul Rui Diaz scores in the 90th minute, assisted by Jordan Morris to make it 1-1. San Jose Earthquakes 3, LAFC 2. This was a great game. Latif Blessing scores early, 23 minutes in, to make it 1-0 for LAFC. Then we get an Edward Altuesta own goal to make it 1-1. Then we get Chris Wondolowski scoring to make it 2-1. We get two red cards for Jackson Yule, 10 minutes apart. So he gets sent off in the 61st minute. Then in the 72nd minute, Christian Espinosa scores to make it 3-1. 90th minute, Diego Rossi scores to make it 3-2. The Earthquakes hold on. They, they were good at MLS's back. They did terrible after MLS's back, but now they're back. Uh, not to use the word back too much there, but they're starting to be on a much better uh, run of form, you know, three wins in their last uh, five matches, uh, one loss. So they're they're starting to turn a corner there. So if we look at the standings now, when we look at the East, Philadelphia Union still at number one, 44 points, 22 goal differential, uh, 13 wins, while Toronto's in 13 wins, eight goal differential, 44 points. The Union have to go out and win on Sunday to make sure that they win the Supporter Shield. They cannot draw and have Toronto win. Uh, the Union faced the Revolution next. Toronto faced the Red Bulls next. So that's all on Sunday, I think, at the same time. We're going to check that. Um, that's how they usually do it. So we'll see uh, how that how that goes. Orlando City is up to third place. They're in 41 points. They could theoretically... If Philadelphia Union and Toronto, uh, the, the highest Orlando can get is second, um, unless if they score, uh, if the, unless if they win, the Union lose and they score five or six. No, because the tiebreaker is the wins. Yeah, so Orlando cannot, but they can get, they can't even get second, I guess, with the win being the tiebreaker. So Orlando's pretty much locked in a third. Um. Columbus Crews in fourth with 38 points. NYCFC is fifth with 36 points. The Revs are down in sixth, 32 points. The Red Bulls in seventh with 29 points. Ninth is the Montreal Impact with 23 points. Chicago Fire in tenth, just into that playoff range right now. 
with one match to go. But we got Atlanta United, Inter-Miami, and D.C. United in range. They're only two points out of the Chicago Fire's uh, 10th place spot. So those three teams can somehow make a miracle happen, it looks like. Yeah, Chicago Fire has five wins, so the tiebreaker, if there was a tiebreaker, is going to be wins. Then goal differential is the same number of wins. So Atlanta, Inter-Miami, D.C. could all catch Chicago Fire. Uh, FC Cincinnati, pretty much done. They're at 16 points. They're not going to be able to make anything. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I got the playoff scenario, so hold on. Uh, West, Western Conference, Portland Timbers in first with 38 points. SKC in second with 36 points. Seattle Sounders in third with 36 points. Then it goes Dallas, LAFC, Minnesota, San Jose, Colorado Rapids, Vancouver, LA Galaxy. Houston and Real Salt Lake are in touching distance. It looks like they might be able to make it. And when we look at the supporter shield, it is down to the Union in Toronto. So that's how it goes. Uh, so we'll, we will keep an eye on that for uh, for sure. Um, let's take a look at the playoff scenarios. Here it is. Supporter shield. Philadelphia Union will win the supporter shield if they win or tie versus New England and Toronto lose or tie. but you can't rely on the tie, right? Toronto's playing the Red Bulls. Red Bulls haven't been great this season. It's not something that you want to leave up the chance there. Toronto will clinch the supporter shield and the top overall seed. If Toronto win versus the Red Bulls and Philadelphia lose or tie. Or Toronto tie and Philadelphia lose. So they need the Union to lose pretty much. They could tie, and they can still get through, but for their best scenarios, they're going to want the Union to lose. Eastern Conference playoffs. Montreal can clinch a berth into the playoffs with a win versus DC United. So, win and you're in. Or, if Montreal tie, then Chicago need to lose or tie, and so does Atlanta. Atlanta also needs to lose or tie. Or... Montreal tie, and Atlanta lose, or Miami lose and tie. So lose or tie for Atlanta and Miami. Switch out Chicago. Same thing now. Switch out Atlanta. Chicago and Miami lose or tie with a Montreal tie. is enough for Montreal to clinch. Uh, Chicago lose, then Atlanta lose, and Miami lose with Montreal uh, so Montreal doesn't even have to win in this scenario. If Chicago loses and Atlanta loses or ties and Miami loses or ties, Montreal's in. So they can kind of back their way into the playoffs. But they're playing against a D.C. team that was very bad this year but have really been on the turnaround since Ben Olsen has been let go. So a little bit simpler for Chicago Fire. Chicago win and you're in. Chicago tie, then they need Atlanta and Miami to lose or tie. Or they need Miami... Uh, to lose or tie, DC to, to lose or tie, and Atlanta to lose. So, Chicago has just three options uh, that they need. And, and on that last one, they need a lot to kind of go their way. 
Atlanta can clinch a berth if they win versus Columbus and Montreal lose or tie. Atlanta can win and Chicago lose or tie. Or, here's the four-part scenario here. Atlanta tie, Chicago lose, Miami loser tie, D.C. loser tie. So write those down. You can find this on the MLS website as well. Uh, Inter-Miami can clinch a berth if they win, but they also need Montreal to loser tie and Chicago to loser tie. So Miami's going to need help. A Miami win and Montreal loser tie or Atlanta and Atlanta loser tie. Okay, so the first one was Mont- a Miami win, Montreal lose and tie, Chicago lose and tie. The second one is Miami win, Montreal lose and tie, Atlanta lose and tie. Then Miami win for number three here, Chicago loser tie and Atlanta loser tie. All right, here's how DC can get into the East here. DC United win versus Montreal and Chicago loser tie, Atlanta loser tie. It's going to be a lot of these same teams over and over again. Or DC United win, Chicago loser tie, Miami loser tie. Guess what? You're going to take Chicago out. You're going to put Atlanta in with Miami. There you go. DC United win, Atlanta loser tie, Miami loser tie. Let's get over to the Western Conference. Uh, Clinching the top seed in the Western Conference, uh, Sporting SKC can do that if they win. Just win. Or, if Portland loser tie and Seattle loser tie, SKC is automatically top spot. Portland Timbers. uh, Portland will clinch top seed in the West if Portland win and SKC loser tie. Seattle has a little bit tougher path here. They win versus San Jose, then they lose, or t- uh, and then SKC loser tie versus Real Salt Lake, and Portland loser tie versus LAFC. All those are completely possible. Let's just look at their official standings. The uh, yeah, So here's the teams that are eliminated from the Western Conference playoffs. Vancouver, LA, Real Salt Lake, Houston, Dynamo. Only eight teams are coming from the West. So... The West is really just vying for that top spot. The only team eliminated in the East is FC Cincinnati. Everybody else is fair game uh, when it comes to, you know, nine and lower. Nashville's already clinched the playoffs, and they're in eighth. So all the way up from Nashville, they're already clinched the playoffs. And we're also going to get a nice little supporter shield uh, battle. Uh, now, MLS also released their TV schedule for the playoffs today. So it's going to have a consisting of a total of 17 knockout matches that are going to be played over 22 days beginning Friday, November 20th, and culminate, cul- culminating with 2020 MLS Cup on Saturday, December 12th. All right, so it's going to have single elimination, just like last year. This is the first time, second consecutive season, MLS playoffs are going to feature single limb knockout matches hosted by the higher seed from start to finish. So here's the big point about winning the Supporter Shield. Not only do you get uh, a trophy, but Toronto and Philly can control where that, that they would have home field advantage to wrap. <clears throat> so here we go. It's expanded to 18 teams due to this uh, COVID stuff. So, 
Eastern Conference play-in match number one is going to take place on Friday, November 20th at 6.30 on FS1. Eastern Conference play-in match number two is going to take place that same day, Friday, November 20th at 8.30 Eastern Time. (coughs) Sorry, on ESPN2. The round one match, number one, is going to be on Saturday, November 21st at noon, USA. That's going to be on Unimas in TUDN. Uh, Round one, match number two, same day, Saturday, November 21st at 3 p.m. It's going to be on Unimas, TUDN. Uh, Then Sunday is round one, match number three, November 22nd at 4 o'clock. That's on FS1. Uh, Round round one, match number four is Sunday, November 22nd at 7.30. That's on ESPN. Round one, match number five is Sunday, November 22nd at 10 o'clock. That's on ESPN. And uh, round one will last all the way up to Tuesday, November 24th. All of these matches are on FS1, ESPN, uh, except for those Unimas games that I mentioned before. But here's a fun thing. We actually got the conference final uh, on Sunday, December 6th. That is on ABC. So that'll be on Over the Air. And MLS Cup is on Fox over the air. Big Fox. So it's going to be fun. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun uh, with this. Uh, It's as soon as the international break is over on the 20th that we start these games on Friday with the play-in rounds. Then we get round one. Then we get the conference semifinals. Then the conference finals. um, And then we get to MLS Cup, which is on Saturday, December 12th. It's going to be a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, real quick here, U.S. men's, um, oh, sorry, USL is one one thing I want to talk about real quick here too. The U.S. Uh, USL final was postponed, and I, I don't think they're actually going to go through with it at this point. Um, Tampa Bay Rowdies had a few players test positive, so that was supposed to be on November first. Uh, as you can tell, five days later, we haven't had uh, anything else going on with the rules here. So uh, it looks like it's just going to, uh, I don't think they're awarding anything as it stands right now. Here's some heartbreaking news as well that just came through a few hours ago. USL Championships Reno 1868 is going to fold due to the pandemic's impact. So they announced today that they're folding. They've existed for four seasons. They've posted a winning record in each of those four seasons. Finished with the best overall record during this year regular season. But they just didn't have enough money to continue. So, uh, I don't my heart goes out to you, Reno fans, if you are devastated by this. Um, they were a fun club to watch. They were good club, uh, great crest. Just, it, it's, it sucks. Really sucks. Uh, let's talk some U.S. men's national team before we preview the rest of the upcoming matches. And then we will get out of here. Um 
November camp roster, uh, Wales versus USA, November 12th, as we already knew. But in Austria, there's going to be a USA-Panama game on November 16th. That was announced with this roster that came out on uh, the 3rd of November. There's been an update to this, so I'm going to read what the original roster was, and then we're going to go into the update. Goalkeepers, Ethan Horvath from Club Bruges. Uh, Chaturo Odenuze, if I said that right, Leicester City. Uh, Zach Steffen, Manchester City. So those are going to be our three goalkeepers going into these uh, friendlies. I would expect Ethan Horvath to start uh, with the way he's been doing, and Steffen not really getting a lot of time. Uh, I, I think Ethan Horvath deserves a start in one of these two games. Defenders, John Brooks from Wolfsburg, Reggie Cannon from Boa Vista in Portugal, Sergino Dest from Barcelona, Matt Miazga from Anderlecht, Tim Ream from Fulham, Chris Richards from Bayern Munich, and Anthony Robinson from Fulham. It's a great core of defenders there. I would assume Brooks starts with uh, maybe Miazga in the center and then... um, Dest on the right, Robinson on the left. Uh, midfielders, Tyler Adams, RB Leipzig. Johnny Cardozo from Internacional Brazil. Richard Ledesma from PSV Eindhoven, who just got his first appearance, I think, for PSV Eindhoven in Europe, at least. Weston McKenney uh, of Juventus. Yunus Musa from Valencia. This is a... Um, this is an English youngster who is not represented the U.S. at all, and he's going to be representing the U.S. in these friendlies. And uh, he can still make a decision to go somewhere else. These are not cap-tied uh, situations, but it's nice to get him called in. Owen Otosoe, if I said that right, Wolverhampton. Uh, forwards, Con- Conrad De La Fuente from Barcelona, Nicholas Giacchini, uh, from Kane in France, Christian Pulisic from Chelsea, Uli Alanez from Heravin uh, in Netherlands, Giovanni Reina from Borussia Dortmund, Josh Sargent from Werder Bremen, Sebastian Soto from Telstar, and Timothy Weah from Lille. Here's the change. Josh Sargent, Werder Bremen would not release him, so Sebastian Legette from LA Galaxy is going to be filling in. Uh, He usually plays pretty well for the U.S. men's national team, so it'll be interesting. Pulisic, um, it turned out his injury is not as bad as initially feared at Chelsea, so it looks like he might be okay. But uh, I'm not really sure if he's going to get a lot of play time um, on international duty. So we'll see. Uh, Overall, this is a very strong squad, and it's going to be great to get a lot of these players in for the first time. Believe it or not, Giovanni Reina has not made an appearance yet. You know, he he played in the youth team, but uh, with all the talk we've heard of him, he has not played yet in the senior team. Uh, Conrad Duelafente is not either. A lot of first-time representatives here. Richie Ledesma, uh, Chris Richards, um... Yeah, so we're going to get a lot of the, you know, Sebastian Soto, uh, Nicholas Giochini, uh, a lot of these players, zero caps. So, going to see if they all get play time or not. Uh, now let's take a quick look ahead at the uh, rest of the MLS uh, schedule for the upcoming week. 
Alrighty. And then we're going to look over, and that's that's pretty much the rest of this, this episode. So, Decision Day, November 8th, which is the Sunday. We have Chicago Fire versus New York City FC. That's on MLS Live on ESPN+. Plus. 3.30, Columbus Crew SC versus Atlanta United. That's on MLS uh, Live on ESPN+. Plus. 3.30 as well, DC United versus Montreal Impact. That's on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, 3.30 as well, Inter-Miami CF versus FC in Cincinnati on ESPN+. Plus. We get New York Red Bulls and Toronto FC versus, uh, at 3.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Orlando City versus Nashville. That's on ESPN+. Plus. Philadelphia Union versus the New England Revolution. That's on ABC at 3.30 on Sunday, November 8th. 6.30. Now, so that's the that's all of the Eastern League uh, teams. And then, and then on the West Coast, we get the 6.30 o'clock games. Uh, 6.30 o'clock. 6.30 p.m. games. Uh, and that's 3.30, you know, Pacific timing. Uh, Houston Dynamo versus the Rapids. That's on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, LAFC versus Portland Timbers on FS1. That's a big one to see who can, you know, if uh, Portland's going to get first place on the West. Minnesota United versus FC Dallas on ESPN+. Plus. Real Salt Lake versus SKC on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Seattle Sounders FC versus San Jose Earthquakes on ESPN+. Plus. And then Vancouver Whitecaps FC versus LA Galaxy on ESPN+. Plus. Like we said, we have a friendly November 12th. Wales versus U.S. Men's National Team at 245. That's on FS1. Uh, it doesn't list here about that uh, second U.S. Men's National Team game. Uh, but that about wraps us up, it looks like. Um, so you know the situations. If you are a Philadelphia Union fan or a Toronto fan, you know exactly what's needed to win. To win that supporter shield. So, uh, and if you're any fans of the any any of the other teams, you now know your playoff scenarios. Uh, but that about wraps us up. I don't think there's anything else I really wanted to cover today. And we are going to see you all next time on Stateside Soccer Show. Thank you. Tomorrow, throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.